Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Sunday, October 25th, 2020, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Washington football team later on today. It is the first of two straight road division games for America's team. I am RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB, from various shows here on the Blog of the Boys Podcast Network. Make sure you do subscribe to the Blog of the Boys Podcast Network. We are available wherever you get your podcasts, all major podcast platforms. Later on today, you will hear from me on our official Dallas Cowboys postgame show after what is hopefully a Dallas Cowboys win, but obviously those have been few and far in between this season. I am not alone here on this episode of the pregame. Of course, you'll hear from some of our BTB staffers, but right now you will hear from none other than my dad, my best friend, the one and only Papa Ocho. What is up, my dude? Hey, just here, getting ready for the game. Um, so the Dallas Cowboys are going to play the Washington football team later on today, on Sunday. Obviously, Dallas and Washington have a rich and storied history when it comes to their rivalry. However, this is the beginning of what is easily a new chapter. This is the first time that the Cowboys will play against the football team. The old nickname, obviously, no longer in use by the Washington franchise uh, have you felt weird watching them this season? Obviously, their team has not done well, but um, has it been different? Has it kind of been the same? I mean, the fact that they've been bad for so long, I think, does kind of make them feel, I, I say this in all seriousness, a little irrelevant and not really in the mix. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's been a little weird. Um, you know, first of all, just uh, seeing a new coach again. Right. And, uh, you know, the continuous rotation of quarterbacks. So, you know, I mean, just some of the, the same old stuff, but, you know, with a different twist. So, uh, I mean, you know, it, it just uh, it is what it is right now. And, you know, just I think they're trying to adjust as well as everyone is trying to, uh, you know, when we're watching them. So, yeah, it's been weird. I, um, I do like the jersey numbers on the helmets. Um, I'm interested to see if that's something that stays. I like that the, the Chargers use that with the bolt look. I'm a fan of that. It doesn't work for every team. Um, but, but you know what I don't like, um, it, the number on the helmet is yellow or, or crimson or not crimson, but gold, whatever you want to call it. And that's not the number of their jerseys. You know, like that looks weird. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta line that up somehow, some way like Alabama does, you know what I'm saying? They're, you know, it makes sense when Alabama does it. It looks a little just off, but it's, it's a learning process. Um, I'm going to say something. I don't know if you're going to agree with it. Um, and but I think a lot of our listeners and certainly a lot of BTB frequenters will agree with it. This is the least excited I have been to watch a Cowboys game in some time. And 
I don't know that I'm indifferent to the result, whether they win or lose, but I'm as close as I think I've ever been, just given the injuries and the way this season has gone. I mean, in a number of ways, do you feel that at all? Sure. Um, you know, there's uh, not a lot of encouraging things uh, that have happened. And as a result, you know, I think our our interest level may be just, you know, a little bit slight and, you know, that's compared to normal. But, um, you know, it's also intriguing to try to see, you know, what we have, what we can do with what we have. And, and you know, for me, that's still the interest level I have is, you know, what can our coaches do? You know, how, who's going to rise up uh, amongst the players and, and who's going to say, you know, this is, this is not enough to get us down. You know, we still have the ta- a lot of talent on this team. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be the one to, to carry the flag for us. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see some of those things. This game begins a five-game run. I wrote about this idea on Saturday at blogontheboys.com um, that, that could really define the season for the Cowboys. Uh, th- these next five games, it's over six weeks because the Cowboys' bye week is sandwiched in there. Uh, here are the next uh, six weeks, uh, you know, including the bye. So they're at Washington today on Sunday. That's certainly a game that looks winnable on paper. Next Sunday night, Sunday night football, they're on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles. Certainly, again, looks winnable on paper. Seven days after that, at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think anybody's going to argue that the Cowboys should win that game. Then they're on their bye. But if we assume they win those two division games, that puts them at, what, four and five entering the bye week. They come out, so they get a, a week's worth of rest and preparation, maybe some guys getting healthy, coming back, whatever the case may be. Travel to take on the Minnesota Vikings, who have already kind of punted this season away in some respects, trading away Yannick Ngakwe earlier this past week. A few days after that, the Dallas Cowboys will host this Washington football team on Thanksgiving Day. I think it's possible, again, possible being the operative word here, that come late Thursday night when you're getting your Thanksgiving leftover plate and and doing some early Black Friday shopping online or whatever the case may be, it's possible that this team is over 500 with a six and five record. And I know it's possible in a literal sense, but I think it's also practically possible in, in the sense that they have three games against four games against really bad football teams. The only really surefire loss in that mix is against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think that's, I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, there's, as, as you say, you know, the division games uh, look pretty winnable and, you know, if, if the Cowboys can, you know, just muster a little bit of defense, you know, I think that uh, the offense will, will start to gel. I mean, a lot of things are missing uh, component-wise or, or people-wise from the starting team uh, that we fielded at the, at the beginning of the season. But, you know, yeah, I, you know, six and five is, you know, maybe now sounds a little bit of a stretch, but uh, it's practical. It's realistic. You mentioned, uh, obviously, the number of injuries the Cowboys are dealing with. We found out on Friday, uh, it was heavily speculated, but found out officially that Zach Martin, obviously all-world guard for the Cowboys, not going to play in this game. I believe this is the first game that Zach Martin will miss since the Cowboys traveled to take on the Indianapolis Colts. We were at that game in December of 2018. That did not go well for Dallas, so hopefully this is uh, is not of that particular variety. Um, and, and 
I mean, Washington's so bad that you could argue that even being down 80% of their starting offensive line and their starting tight end and their starting quarterback that the Cowboys can and should and will find a way. Uh, earlier this week, when I had last looked, Washington was favored by most books by a point uh, that could, you know, we had on Matt McEwen try, you know, trying to explain the way these odds are lined up. Could just be the people in the desert trying to rope people into putting some money on the Cowboys, but um, it, it's it's hard to see this easily going the Cowboys way. I think this could be a lot of field goals, could be Zeke kind of just grinding it out. Um, I have the Cowboys winning. Uh, I've said that already this week. What is your official prediction? Yeah, I think the Cowboys uh, will rebound uh, at least enough to win this particular game. Uh, I think it, uh, you know, it's somewhat of a, of a, you know, stroke of luck that they drew uh, Washington for this game after such a, a bad performance uh, against, against Arizona. So, you know, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think it's going to be a 40-burger uh, for Cowboys. No, there's uh, no more of those. This Washington year. <laughs> has a decent defense, and, you know, they have similar problems uh, on offense as the Cowboys, but uh, they have at least a decent defense, so it won't be that easy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do see a W for Cowboys. All right, so we have Ws for the Cowboys. What do our other staffers that contributed to this week's episode of the pregame have to say? Let's hear from the one, the only, the debonair, Danny Phantom. What's he got? Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge... That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's Dan Rogers on Twitter at DannyPhantom24. Finally, the Cowboys get to pick on someone their own size. It pains me to say it, but these two teams match up pretty well. Washington can't run the ball. The Cowboys can't stop the run. Dallas leads the league in passing yards. Washington actually defends the pass pretty well. And both these teams are really good at finding new ways to lose football games. Look for the Cowboys to try to get Zeke going and take some of the pressure off of Andy Dalton. Because the last thing they want to do is force this banged up offensive line in difficult pass protecting situations. They'll have their moments of success, but the Washington offense will respond when they catch this undisciplined Cowboys defense out of position one too many times. Points might be a little hard to come by in this one, and in the end, the leg of kicker Greg Zerloin will let us down. Disappointment falls upon us yet again. Washington 20, Cowboys 19. Not a lot of optimism there from Danny Phantom. 
I do think that 20 to 19 is a very possible score. Um, I could see even like 16, 13. I, I, I have a hard time imagining. You said a little while ago there would be no 40 burger. I don't even think these teams combine for 40 points. If if I'm being honest. Um, Not even a 20 burger. Yeah, exactly. Um, what do you is is Danny? I don't. I, I know we both predicted the Cowboys win, but I, I mean, Danny's not wrong. You know, it could very easily break that way. Oh, Danny's close. Uh, you know, I, I do like his uh, analysis. I just, I just think the ending's going to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, inverse of what he said. I think, you know, it's going to go down to, you know, last-minute field goal by one of the two teams, uh, and I believe that's going to be Dallas. And I don't think Greg's leg will uh, will fail us this time. So, you know, that's the only difference of opinion. But everything else, all of his analysis, you know, I think is spot on. It is worth mentioning the Cowboys' only two wins this season have both come by way of last-second game-winning field goals from Greg Zerline. Um, if, if it was the first three wins of the season, that would sure say a lot about this team. But I don't think that there is anything that – hasn't been said at this point but uh so danny not too optimistic he sounded defeated i just i want to give danny a hug right now uh in a social distance way of course what does the host of cowboys oi have to say mauricio rodriguez please give us something to look forward to hey guys it's mauricio from cowboys oi honestly it's hard to make a pick on this football game because washington isn't a good team at all they have Kyle Allen at the quarterback and he's struggling also and they're dealing with injuries but the thing is they have a top defensive line unit and they have Chase Young they have De'Aaron Payne Jonathan Allen they also have Ryan Kerrigan which is a guy people tend to forget about but he's he's a top defensive end in his league even if he's not starting for Washington but it's going to be a tough game for the Cowboys given that the offensive line is so so banged up and Andy Dalton even if he throws better this week He's not a mobile quarterback, and that's going to be trouble for the Dallas Cowboys. I am sorry, RJ, you were looking for optimistic Mauricio last week. Well, you're not getting it this week either. I am sorry. I am taking Washington to win this game. I hope I am wrong. Have a nice weekend, and let's hope the Cowboys shut my mouth. You know, last week here on the pregame, I was the only person to pick the Cowboys. Obviously, that was stupid. Um, and so far, the Ochoa dudes are on an island. Danny Phantom and Maurice Rodriguez both picking the Washington football team. I, I feel like when I sit in the pregame chair, I'm obligated to be a little bit more of a homer than usual. I don't know. Uh, maybe that's where I'm coming from. Maybe I'm just you know, at a point of desperation. Mauricio is typically a very optimistic person, and uh, he's got Washington. Um, are, you, are you regretting picking the Cowboys? No, I'm not. Uh, obviously, you know, good points uh, by Danny and Mauricio, um, you know, as they spelled out the reasons for, you know, why they're going with Washington. But, uh, I mean, I, I'm going to hold my posture. I still think that, you know, the Cowboys will prevail. Uh, there's nothing incorrect about what both uh, have said, but you know, it, I mean, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight in a in a in a bad game. So you know, I'm still I'm still thinking the Cowboys take it. We um, I feel like we all think this is going to be a very field goal heavy game. Everybody obviously knows, and Danny and Mauricio both mentioned it, and we talked about it. Uh, the Washington defensive line against the battered Cowboys offensive line is certainly going to be part of the story of this game. 
what's what's uh what, what what's higher volume at the end of this game? Number of Greg Zerline field goals or number of Washington sacks on Andy Dalton? I think that there's probably going to be more sacks on uh, Andy Dalton. Um, you know, but enough field goals to win for Zerline. Mm, not the most uh, bright and shiny bit of truth there. Uh, I agree with you for what it's worth, but so that, I mean, the, the, the person who's not benefiting from this is Andy Dalton. Cause it's, it's going to be a four or five field goal, you know, sort of situation. So Andy's going to hit the turf, uh, quite a few times out in DC. Five or six times. Right. Okay. So, uh, our last Stafford prediction, uh, your name, I don't call you this for obvious reasons, but your name happens to be Roy. Um, and so, uh, let's hear from a different Roy, one of the hosts of broadcasting the boys, Roy White. What do you got for us, sir? Hey there, blog and the boys faithful. Roy White at RW3 with a Cowboys Washington football team preview. And where do the Cowboys go from here, right? The team sits at two and four. They're currently leading the NFC East, sitting a half game above the Philadelphia Eagles, and yet things feel as bad as they could possibly be. You're also looking at a team that's so depleted, they're not just relying on backups, they'll be relying on backups of backups when they take on the Washington football team on Sunday. No Tyron Smith, no A.L. Collins, you know about that. But in addition, this week, Zach Martin also went down. He'll be unavailable for the game, out with a concussion. Brandon Knight was placed on IR by the team earlier today, Saturday, which means that the Cowboys will be relying on an offensive line that consists of Terrence Steele, Connor Williams, Tyler Biotish, Connor McGovern, and Greg Sinat. They also elevated a pair of offensive linemen from the practice squad, again, just 24 hours before the game, to have them available and hopefully ready to contribute because they may absolutely have to facing a Washington football team front seven that's as healthy as they've been all season long. Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan, Jonathan Allen should all be licking their chops at the opportunity to face this Cowboys offensive line on Sunday. And when you consider how poorly the offense has looked with Andy Dalton replacing Dak Prescott, granted, not all his fault because he doesn't have all the offensive line available, but this is what you're going to be working with going forward. I just don't see how the Cowboys will be able to keep him upright long enough to put more than 20 points on the board as an offensive unit. That means that the defense will finally have to show up. And does any Cowboys fan believe that this defense is all of a sudden going to show up out of the thin air against a Washington football team that, while they have been abhorrent on offense this season, they've only lost to the same teams that the Cowboys have Cardinals, the Browns, who the Cowboys also got run by, Ravens, a team the Cowboys would absolutely lose to, and they beat the Philadelphia Eagles to begin the season. So the Cowboys cannot discount this Washington team. Certainly, they won't be, knowing what they're up against and knowing what they have to work with. Now, can the defense on the Cowboys side of the ball finally find themselves and get themselves a couple of turnovers to put the offense in a better position? Kyle Allen will give them that opportunity. The Washington football team has struggled to run the ball all season long, and even against this 
awful Cowboys run defense, they do see the return of Leighton Vander Esch, which will hopefully shore up some of that concern. Alden Smith, will he be able to play? Limited and practiced on Thursday and Friday. I expect him to go, but no one really knows if he'll be 100%. All that being said, the Cowboys defense is going to have to win them the game on Sunday if they want to have a chance to stay atop the NFC East. And quite frankly, I just don't see that happening. Washington wins 17 to 10 and the Cowboys fall out of first place in the NFC East. We are officially on an island. Um, very difficult to disagree with anybody. I think that Roy's point or, or hit home on, on the point the most effectively in that the, the, the challenge for the Cowboys will be to keep Andy Dalton upright long enough to have a chance. That seems unreasonable. And given that factor, it is fair to assume that Dallas just doesn't have enough horses to run with Washington, even though Washington has a minimal number of horses. Sure. Uh, I understand. And, and, and again, you know, as, as we've, um, you know, had to try to rebut three um, uh, predictions here, uh, again, I, I think there's ways to do that. You know, I mean, Andy Dalton's going to have to, you know, be out of the shotgun a lot. He's going to have to do a lot of check downs. He's going to have to, you know, run Zeke, a lot of, you know, play, play action. So, you know, I mean, those are the things that uh, he's going to be a very busy guy. But, you know, I, I still think he's capable. I mean, you know, a lot of people say he's the best backup in the NFL. And, I mean, you know, he might be starting for a few other teams. So, you know, this is this is where he's going to earn a little bit of the money he's getting this year. So, uh, again, uh, I think we all agree that it's going to be a low-scoring, um, you know, event. So, uh, at the end of the day, I, I just feel like Dallas is, is in, in, in a more desperate situation. You know, Washington didn't have uh, the high expectations that Dallas did at the start of the season. You know, so, you know, yeah, they're having a disappointing season, but, you know, I'm not saying they were expecting it, but it's not as, as uh, you know, rash of a, of a surprise as it is for the Cowboys. So, you know, they're desperate. You know, there's a lot of uh, anger, frustration, you know, a lot of dissent going on right now in, in Cowboy country. So, you know, they have to stand up. They Somebody and or several people have to rise to the to the occasion, and I think they will. I, I want to ask this last question um, before we get out of here. We've obviously said who we think is going to win and outlined the reasons why, et cetera. And I, I think that more people are, are picking Washington either out of, you know, like hands up in the air or whatever. You know what I mean? Like people have just given up. And so you mentioned dissent. Uh, Jerry Jones was not pleased during his Friday appearance on 105.3 The Fan. Um, he was he outright challenged the report that came out earlier in the week uh, from NFL Network's Jane Slater about the locker room feeling discontent towards the Cowboys coaching staff. Um, and, you know, I mean, Jerry certainly feels the way he does for whatever reasons. Um, you know, it, it, it looks bad from the outside, certainly. Um, and, and it looks like the Cowboys are in the midst of dysfunction. And so my question is, what would have to happen or, or what could happen that could make this worse? You know, b because I don't think just a loss does that. Because the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals, and it, it wasn't just that they lost. I mean, they got walloped by the Cardinals. You know what I mean? And and so, I mean, if, if you could 
if you could put some sort of answer on that, I know it's difficult. I know it's, well, if they just, you know, get blown out 50 to nothing, but you know, like if you can isolate one thing, what, what would it have to be to just send this even further off the rails? Because I don't think that there is something on the opposite end of that spectrum. I don't think there is anything that could completely recapture hype, if that makes sense. I think that the people that want to feel that are going to feel that no matter what, uh, but you would have to put something together and sustain it for a while before a legitimate hype could exist in the here and now. So, so what in your mind could, would have to happen for, for if, if we're in fourth gear to get up to fifth and, and to get this thing really flying? Well, um, I think that, you know, one of the things that uh, we've been seeing from the Cowboys is uh, a lot of turnovers. And conversely, on the on the side of the uh, of the defense, no turnovers. So, you know, I think uh, in order to get this uh, aligned and straightened out and, and moving in the right direction, you know, we need to see uh, an inverse of that. We need to see zero turnovers uh, from the offense, and we need to see a couple of turnovers that the defense generates. You know, a, a strict a strip sack fumble type thing. Right. You know, yeah, you know, a, a pick six, something like that, or even just a pick. Uh, but a pick that six, one. you know, if anything, you know, just uh, generates enthusiasm in the game, it's a, a pick six. You know, that always uh, seems – you saw what happened to the Packers the other night off right. of a pick six. It looked like, uh, you know, like they were going to win that game handily. And then, uh, you know, with the pick six, it just turned around. So, um, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's what uh, – you know, would help significantly to uh, to change everybody's minds a little bit. Is to start to see, you know, some some uh, disciplined uh, offense, uh, some crisp offense uh, to whatever extent that is, but basically avoiding a turnover and then you know generating a couple of turnovers on defense. But what about the opposite end of that? That's what I'm saying. What what would what would take this into further chaos? You know what I'm saying? Like I know that it's hard to answer that, but. I think I have an answer, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I get what you're saying, what would hype people up as, as much as, as it could. Yeah, that's what I thought you were asking. Right, okay. no, but, and, and I think that's a fair answer to that question, but, because again, it would be one thing to lose, but what do you think would have to happen for, for it to just get worse? Because if, if every week it feels like it can't, you know what I mean? And then it somehow does, what, what do you think that that would have to be for, for us to stay on this? Mike McCarthy loves to talk about trend lines. What do you, what do you think would have to happen to stay on, the, albeit a negative one, this particular trend line? Well, I think if, for example, the Cowboys, if, if they got shut out, mm. you know, so if, if you're, you know, talking, even if it's 10 to 0 or 17 to 0 or 13 to 0, you know, if they would get shut out, um, you know, I think that would make a, a huge statement. You know, and, and, and type yeah, you know, it, it certainly, uh, you know, would not bode well uh, for the team in general. Uh, I think, you know, if, if we have, um, you know, some more mistakes on special teams, um, you know, because there's been many and, and, you know, you think, OK, these are the easiest types of things to correct. And if you still see that, um, you know, I think that people are going to say, OK, so, you know, what what level of dysfunction is happening on this team? And then lastly, I'd say, you know, if you see a screaming match on the sideline between, yeah. you know, coaches and players, um, you know, I, I think, you know, any combination of those uh, three variables, uh, you know, would probably say, okay, this is, this is really, you know, come off, the wheels are coming off. 
That was going to be my answer, like a, like a fight of sorts, circa what people thought the Dez screaming in Detroit was type thing. Yeah. Um, I'll amend it a bit because you – I mean, I, I think you're really smart for saying that because I thought the idea was a good one. I'll say if it's, if it's a very clear and obvious benching, you know what I mean? Not, not an injury-related thing, you know, even to the point that Kevin Burkhardt is like, you know, and I'm, I'm using an example because he's been bagged on a lot, but well, Jalen Smith's on the sideline, you know, Pam Oliver, have you heard anything? And, and she's, no, he seems fine, you know, he, you know whatever. He's, he wasn't on the, the stationary bike, you know what I mean? It just like a clear and obvious benching for performance. That would, although I could also argue that that would maybe be a positive thing, whoever it might be, you know what I mean? But that... That, I think, would not sit well in a locker room that hypothetically had some level of discontent like it was reported the Cowboys seemed to have this past week unless it, you know, it, it led to legitimate results or whatever. But obviously, you know, any sort of fight, any sort of anything like that, I think um, that, would, that would be the leading story for all talk shows on Monday, um, which Agreed. will certainly be interesting. But whatever happens, it will be the leading story for our official post-game show. Remember, you can listen to the official Dallas Cowboys post-game show that we put together at Blog on the Boys right here on the Blog on the Boys podcast network. You can subscribe on all major podcast platforms. Simply search for Blog on the Boys. Hit subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Those things really help us. We will see you a little bit after the game. It is a noon kickoff, so we'll have the podcast I don't know, about an hour up after the game or so. You'll hear from Papa Ocho again. We'll have all of our content available for you at bloggingtheboys.com. You can follow me, I'm Arjo Ochoa, on Twitter or Instagram. Let's please get this dub, Cowboys. Please get this dub. Just please look legitimate and okay. That's all we ask. We'll see you after the game.